Hello, hello. Welcome to February. Can't believe it's already February. Um, this month, we are building off of the influencer conversation that we had last week um, around inspiring and influencing your people to make some kind of move and like what all that looks like. Um, and like in order to be an inspiration and influence to your people, I feel like we need to talk about like who your people are. Um, and how to show up for them in a way that is relatable and inspiring and um, something that they can see themselves reflected in, right? So um, this is get ready for some like on-brand conversations about how to, um, how to be on-brand in your business this month. First, we're just going to like take a little bit of a walk in our people's shoes, really understand who they are and what they love. So let's get into it. Welcome to Inspired Ideas, a podcast about branding for creative entrepreneurs. I'm Carla Colahan, a creative director and brand designer dedicated to sharing strategic brand advice that helps you grow as a person alongside your business. Part brand coaching, part brand strategy, and part dreamy brainstorming. This podcast is all about giving you the inspiration to run your business in a way that feels as good as it looks. So join me for solo deep dives and collaborative conversations that will give you energy and excitement to tackle your own inspired ideas. Thanks for being here. So the idea of walking in your person's shoes is especially helpful for discovering what kind of sensory experiences will speak the most to them. Um, And like I mentioned, we'll be talking sensory stuff all month long. And even though most of us probably run some kind of online business, we can't discount how our brand is influencing the senses, even in our digital spaces. So how do we figure out what it's like to walk in our people's shoes? I, honest to God, have always struggled with understanding exactly who my audience is mostly because everyone has a slightly different strategy for conjuring up this ideal person. And unless you work with clients on a regular basis and like pay attention to the kind of things that they say to you or spend a good amount of time doing research, all of which I wasn't really doing up until maybe a couple of years ago, it can feel awkward (laughs) to nail down your ideal person. But truthfully, I think for creative professionals like us, you can kind of approach this however you want. You can make it all up or you can choose a person who you've worked with already, it doesn't really matter, as long as you're not attempting to do the equivalent of selling winter parkas in Florida, aka making up a person who has zero interest in or need for what it is that you do, you'll probably get pretty close to who your person is on some level. When I'm working with a client on brand strategy, we spend a decent amount of time talking about their audience, and I'm mostly interested in things like the basic demographics, like age, preferred gender orientation, income level, family life, um, some basic psychographics like their values and interests, whether they're a dog person or a cat person, stuff like that. Um, Problems that they have as it relates to what you do, their hopes and dreams, and then preferences for like shopping and restaurants and what time they wake up in the morning. Are they more introverted or extroverted? Um, So the basic demo and psychographics are helpful for some foundational visual questions, like will we be styling your brand as a luxury brand or a more affordable everyday brand? Is it more for men or for women or for non-binary folks, generally speaking? Like if you think about shampoo branding, shampoo branding is 
just like so obvious as to who it is that they're targeting on purpose, which is great. But those are the kind of things we're thinking about here um, in terms of just like the basic demographics. Like you can tell if a shampoo bottle is designed for a dude versus a woman. Um, but I personally think it's the preferences of your ideal person that help us really craft the details of the brand. So um, thinking like, is it more an outdoorsy vibe or modern and urban? Are we going vintage or retro or industrial or floral? Like preferences often point to a style of some kind. And then from there, we can really dig into the sensory pieces that will define your brand experience. So let's talk strategic questions about preferences you can ask in order to discover what it's like to walk in your person's shoes. Things like, where do they like to shop? And where do they shop when they want a good shopping experience? Do they even care about a good shopping experience? Um, What kind of spaces do they feel most at home in? What kind of spaces are they inspired by? What kind of amenities are important to them? Do they care about amenities? Um, Where would they rather sit at a restaurant? Near the bar, where it's a little bit more crowded and there's lots of action, or in the dining room where it's a little quieter? And then, like, what would they order to drink when they're out with friends? Do they even like to go out? How do they spend their free time? With people? Totally alone? Immersed in a book? Where do they like to vacation? Are they like mountain people? Do they like the beach? Do they want to hit up a new city? Take a cruise? And then like what's their home like? What's How do they style their personal space? I'll venture to say that a lot of us have ideal clients that are younger versions of ourselves. So it, it'll be like a little bit easier to reach for these answers. But if your ideal client is not some version of yourself, which is totally okay and normal, you can dream up what their answers might be. And then once you build the brand from that place and start attracting customers or clients or not, you'll have a better understanding of how to shape your brand experience. But because we're branding for a real human person, you got to take some of this with a grain of salt. Like not every aspect of your ideal client profile will fit someone perfectly. And because even our ideal people are humans, they're going to grow and change. They might have more money at some points in their existence or sometimes less. So if you can consider your ideal person as a spectrum rather than a rigid set of guidelines, that can be helpful too. Let's take my business as an example of ideal person preferences. Um, My ideal client is someone who is a younger version of me. She is idealistic, excited, motivated, full of ideas. She's great at what she does, but she's still learning her value and how to do all the marketing stuff. Um, She's totally jazzed about building a brand to create impact. Uh, She's making money as a creative person in some capacity, but it's most likely not what she wants to be doing forever. She might have a nine to five to pay the bills while she does a side hustle or is already doing some work for clients or customers, but just wants to get it off the ground. Her shopping preferences, Um, she loves to shop at Target, but will also happily stroll through a place like Crate and Barrel or Pottery Barn to dream up for her future space, loves a good shopping experience, but more realistically, she's going to spend money for home furnishings at some place like Ikea, where it's just a little bit, it's like a good shopping experience, but a little bit more affordable. In terms of like restaurants and nightlife, she is inspired by a restaurant with good ambiance, 
something with exposed brick or wood beams, um, probably has a booth that she can cozy up in for a long conversation over good food and signature beverages, but it also can't totally break the bank. So it's probably somewhere local rather than a chain. Um, she loves a recommendation for a drink. She's game to try new things. She loves a good French fry because carbs plus salt plus fat equals love, obviously. Bonus points if there's an aioli or a truffle parmesan situation going on. She really just like doesn't discriminate when it comes to French fries. Curly, sweet potato, shoestring, she loves them all. Her free time is almost all spent on her creative work because she has a hard time relaxing. She has a stack of books she wants to read. She loves to stroll around a bookstore. She's happy to spend time alone, equally happy to spend time with her close friends, of which she only has one or two. And then she likes to do kickboxing on Saturdays and eat fancy donuts afterwards. She loves a good jazz playlist. Her ideal vacation is somewhere with good food, is easy on the budget, and gives her a lot of opportunities to take photos. Her home is decorated with meaningful objects, artwork, books, and photographs. She's a little bit messy, but she doesn't mind. Okay, it's a lot of preferences, but let's translate that into how I focus my branding on those preferences. Um, I aim for a semi-industrial vibe, lots of raw materials, um, relatively minimalist, but not always. Leaning towards the vintage with like old school wallpaper and analog tech, but with modern touches like clean lines. Um, I try to use photographs that have lots of texture, like they're layered, they've got collages, or they have things like leather or linen, things that are simple and beautiful with a touch of nostalgia. Um, I keep my offerings priced at a place where she can aim to afford them. So I have lower priced offerings for the super scrappy version of her because she likes to DIY and higher priced offerings for the more affluent version of her when she's ready for more support and deliverables. Um, let's see, I have a strong emphasis on good photography and a very standard editing process for any photos or videos. Um, in case you're wondering, I like to add some contrast and up the brightness and then add plenty of fade. And if you're looking for a good photo editor with some good filters, Visco, V-S-C-O, is my go-to. Uh, nostalgia is big for my brand. So anything with inspiration or reflection, a little bit of moodiness. Um, I like to think that this helps her see what she could aspire to be or what she wants her life to look like as she reflects back on it. On another note, beauty is important. And not just surface level beauty, but the extraordinary beauty of the ordinary. So I like to keep visuals simple, but beautiful. Think a good layout, a lovely font. And as they say, good design is the least design possible. She likes to be comfortable, so simplicity with fonts and cozy colors with a pop of something for inspiration usually feels right. So you'll notice in my colors, they're pretty cozy, um, but we've got that like pop of cerulean blue and um, like a neon highlighter color for, for inspiration. As far as my content, I aim for it to be helpful and inspiring. I like to share other people's stories, often those of my clients, so she can see what's possible for her. I share things that make me laugh and occasionally share random reels that can help her get to know, like, and trust me. And then as far as platforms go, I meet her on Instagram, in her inbox with my newsletters, and over on Spotify with the podcast. Hi. 
Um, I like to think that she enjoys visiting a website where there's lots to look at so that she can cozy up for good conversation and plenty of inspiration for her ideas. So other things to think about that I didn't really talk about with my person, um, clothing style. So fast fashion versus investing in quality pieces or shoe preferences. Like if you think about the branding of a high heel company versus something like Birkenstocks. Um, Accessory choices, rings or necklaces or headwear might speak to an eclectic style versus a super polished style. Um, For me, I tend to focus on how my person wants to experience the world rather than what she shows up in, but a well-rounded picture is always a good idea. And if you're at a loss for where to start with walking in your person's shoes, start with yourself as you are now. Ask yourself these questions and then cross-reference with what you do know about the people who buy from you right now. And from there, you can start to get creative with how your brand is showing up for your people and build a digital or physical experience that they literally can't say no to because it's so much of what they love. That's what we want, right? (sighs) Okay, so that was a lot. We're going to keep talking about the sensory stuff all month long, building an experience that is so on brand um, as we move through the rest of this month. But if you need a written out guide for this kind of thing, I invite you to grab a copy of the Creatives Collection. It's still in early pricing mode at 75 bucks for four brand building workbooks, which I'm just going to be honest is a crazy good deal because oftentimes you'll see one-on-one brand strategy with an industry standard pricing of thousands of dollars. But because I know who you are, you probably don't have thousands of dollars to spend on brand strategy just yet. So I've got the DIY version ready for you. Just head over to theinspiredfoundry.com slash collection for all the details. Well, thanks for being here. I'll see you next time for more on-brand conversations and inspired ideas. Until then. Cheers to you. Hey, thanks for listening. Inspired Ideas is brought to you by my creative studio, The Inspired Foundry, the place to brainstorm, build, and brand your inspired ideas. Find out more about how we can collaborate at theinspiredfoundry.com.